0: another episode of the streaking the line podcast once again my name is pierce and got a handful of folks with me from the blog this week caroline how are you
1: hey it's good Hi. it's a little snowy little icy down here in Charlottesville. i
0: know it's quite gross out so yeah i it's... haven't been outside Blah blah. Yep. and we've got paul on the podcast again this week hello, hello. paul how are you
2: I am likewise enjoying a snow day here in the district.
0: <laughs> Excellent, and we've got Emily returning for the podcast this week. How are you?
3: I'm good. We, weirdly enough, don't actually have that much snow in New York, so All right. <laughs> <I'll> well, that's
0: <laughs> your weather update for the East.
3: Thanks for
1: listening
0: this See week. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> we four streaking along bloggers here to talk about the weather and maybe some UVA hoops. Plenty. <laughs> Discuss for sure uh, We could uh, go over the Notre Dame And Virginia Tech game and preview Some Louisville I think that'll take us uh, For an entire episode so why don't We get right to it? Uh, Notre Dame game Sort of weird Notre Dame played really well The Who's played Well I can't say well But I don't know that anyone was like Alarmingly concerned who's Feeling ready to, to, to Surmise this game up, uh, Caroline. I'm gonna let. We're gonna start with the optimists of the cast. Where, Let's where, do it. Where, <laughs> was, where was the Irish and who's up to?
1: there's a couple of things about this game. Usually, when you kick a team's ass once in the season, you don't <laughs> kick their their ass second. The second time,
0: it'll come um, up in the second game recap as well. So.
1: Yeah. So exactly. Um, and then you throw in the fact that Mike Bray is a damn good coach, y'all. Sure. Um, so those couple of things combined, and I've been kind of on this train i don't know what you want to call it about notre dame before the first game i did my normal like Ooh, i'm getting nervous um because that's who i am and that's how i roll and that's what i do because i looked at their losses um and none of them were super crazy like, they lost by a lot to tech and whatever lost mm-hmm. by six on the road at north carolina lost by four against north nc state lost by two against georgia tech got their asses kicked by Virginia and Duke. A close win over Boston College, which they had twice this season. Um,
0: A lot of losses, but not all blowouts.
1: Right. And so, I
0: mean,
1: they just lost to Wake Forest last night, which doesn't help anyone's cause. But Wake Forest (laughs) actually played really well in that game. It was actually really entertaining. Um, The first few minutes of that game, like, no one wanted to miss a shot. And when you have guys like TJ Gibbs and DJ Harvey, I mean, less people with J's in their names, by the way, on that team. Um, that shot pretty well, two for six for DJ Harvey from beyond the arc, uh, three for eight for TJ. Um, they're guys that will keep you keep you honest, I guess is the best way to put it defensively. And then on the flip side, they threw a zone and some shots didn't fall that normally maybe do, and so that indicate you know kept it a little bit closer. There wasn't really oh okay, I was going to say there wasn't really a time that I felt like oh Virginia's going to lose this game until Kyle turned it over on that inbounds play. <laughs> uh-huh then I was like oh shit now I'm nervous but I will say it was nice for the guys to be strong at the free throw line so closing out games even if it's one that you didn't necessarily play your best even if you didn't like throw up all over yourself like there's something to be said for it but it's also just kind of one of those weird mid ACC games and I'm happy never to watch that one again
3: well that's like Tony Bennett kind of talked about that like in after the game he was like you're never going to apologize for like an right. ACC win, like no matter how it comes, you know, yeah, like, exactly. I feel like, I feel like we forget that. Like, even when these games are close, like you're still matching wins as one in one of the com- country's toughest conferences. Yeah. you know, 100%. Like maybe we don't have the depth across the board that some people do, but I feel like people forget that like Notre Dame, Louisville, like all those schools are still good basketball programs. Sure. Yeah. Even if it comes down to Kyle guy free throws. <laughs>
0: I mean, the Irish obviously haven't been able to do much all year. And I I don't know. To me, like, they shot well, UVA didn't, and good teams still win. Um, But I think because we've been – seeing this stretch of games with more turnovers than we would like, which isn't necessarily the case against the Irish, but certainly we think of some important turnovers late, you know, it might seem like it was a bigger issue. Because there have been these frustrating wins in a row, they keep on piling on each other. right? right? <laughs> like if
1: Virginia just went out and like curb stomped someone right now, I think we'd all like just relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. But everything, everybody's looking for, these specific instances of what Virginia has been doing wrong lately, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So when Virginia had no turnovers in the first half, I think, but they had eight in the second. And so it's kind of like eight was what they were averaging, but when they're all in one half at the end of the okay. game and it's close, then everyone, then you kind of like glom onto it and think like, oh, it's the same stuff again. Despite the fact that the stretch where a lot of those turnovers, and we can talk about this more too, is I think there's been a higher rate of turnovers based on using the – continuity ball screen offense more frequently or introducing that because when you pass the ball more or run an offense that involves passing the ball more you run the higher risk of more turnovers.
3: I will say though I was pleased with our passing against Notre Dame yeah our ball movement was good you know like if that means a couple more turnovers I actually think I would take that exactly yeah not not every game but right. I'm saying, in this instant, I think instance, I think the way we we're moving the ball was worth the couple extra turnovers that we had. I mean, it also like like you said, we've kind of seen a little bit sloppier play this whole season than we've been used to. I think as a fan base for the last what three or four seasons at least. Um, so maybe that's just something to get used to because we were used to such disciplined basketball that like things are changing and things are getting a little bit looser so to speak in some senses but I don't know I'll take the turnovers not maybe at quite as many of them but because we were moving the ball
1: yeah and I'll take out the dumb ones where, like against Tech yeah Kyle just like gives it away like I don't know where one, <laughs> and, and I'm not now i picked on Kyle twice it's the same type of thing <laughs> that like Kihei did against Miami or that like and when there are ones that you can cut out that are just dumb and, and Kyle even called them like boneheaded plays and they know that those are like Ty had a no look I think against tech. I mean,
0: cut out as in uh, try just, to eliminate. Yeah,
3: uh, if you eliminate the
1: not dim, disregard,
0: dumb ones. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Too, so, yeah. If, you yeah. Taken, if you eliminate like, those, you would have taken like five of the eight against Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other
1: three, I'm like, don't be dumb.
3: Like yeah. those are just like the dumb ones. Like,
0: yeah. I'm yeah, five. but they've I'm been sorry. the dumb ones have been strung together through these. I don't think games. there
1: are as many as we think there are, and I'm including myself in that. Like, I'm saying, like, the ones that if you – the ones that I'll take out. Like, I'm, I think that I've re- overreacted to how, how – what some of the turnovers are. Like, I'm mm-hmm. willing to overlook if you're trying to lace a pass through two guys against Duke specifically where they, like, got some that were yeah. good looks, but because of Duke's athleticism, they turned them into turnovers. Or, I mean, offensive fouls against DeAndre, which seemed to be, like, the most –
0: Oh, uh, the one in black. was
1: called things so terrible. Yeah. They're so bad. He's had, like, the highest rate of, like, dumb, like, incorrect offensive fouls calls. Like, those go as, you know, whatever. Like, those, yeah. I'm like, okay, not as bad. The ones where, like, Kyle, they look – or Ty no looks at out of bounds. Like, that's just dumb. Don't do that. And then you have eight – you have seven turnovers and everyone's not freaking out as much.
0: Well, and because, like we were saying last week, because Virginia limits the possessions in a game – yeah. Those turnovers are more meaningful, you know, statistically a little bit more meaningful, but when it's two or three or four a game that are these easy to yeah. not do type of turnovers, I mean, uh, I, that's why some of these games have been closer than we wanted. Uh, Paul, what, what what are you seeing?
2: Yeah, the element of the turnovers that's most frustrating to me is the live ball element. Yeah. Of that. yeah. That that felt like the thing that Virginia was really good at. Not just limiting turnovers, but really really limiting live ball turnovers. That it was yeah. it was that you know, trying to thread a pass to a big man or, I don't know, let's say Jack dropping a pass. Hey. A hey. Um, <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't as much as, of the lazy pass over the top of the zone or something like that that leads, leads to a run out. And I, feel, I do – I mean, I feel like we've seen more of those in the last three or four games yeah. than we've seen the rest of the season combined. Um, and so it just – I think the – if you want to call it sloppy guard play uh, just the timing is just seems like it's just a split second off or there have been times that they're trying to be a little bit more flashy um that it's it's going for the you know the the drop in pass pass to a spot for to have the shooter drop into it um that the defense is able to read so i mean it's 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 things that you know I'm, i'm not hugely worried about it it's the kind of thing that focused and a little bit of rest i think can help with i think there's you know if your legs are even a little bit tired and it throws off that that play by a second or if it's just a brain fart cuz you're tired like whatever it is <laughs> right. you know it's it's something that you can refocus on controlling it because and we've seen that they're entirely capable of controlling it so
1: i will yeah the last thing i'll throw in there about these turnovers thing is in that stretch virginia has played some of the teams that are like NC State, Duke, and Virginia Tech are all in the top like six of the conference and causing turnovers defensively, so like yeah. when they happened also corresponded with like i think i mean when they happened like becoming noticeable to the fans is there was a stretch of six games where they're playing three of the top six turnover causing teams, so Virginia is falling into this like okay they ha- if these were spaced out like one the beginning of the season one of the like and that sort of thing that i don't think yeah so i think it's just kind of the in conjunction like in concurrence type thing um that might be i mean like yeah it's just one of those the only one that doesn't have worse turnover percentage defense or forcing turnovers Mm because we don't try and do that is notre dame um
0: there, I mean, there's certainly truth, like like Emily was saying. You know, it's the nature of playing in the best conference. And, yes, absolutely. You know, these these are good teams that you're playing often, um, not you, Georgia Tech. Um, but
2: <laughs> I just think,
0: like, we're, we're we as UVA fans, and and from from people like me, all the way to the more panicky and the ones that we see overreacting on the internet uh, or in person. Um, <laughs> we've seen UVA dominate this league and then we've seen the crushing losses that have followed every year. Now, yeah. those, those are often after the ACC tournament, right? Where they've had success. So I'm not the type to say that this style of play can't win in a tournament. I mean, you, it's, it sort of perplexes me that people say they fail in March when they've won <laughs> conference <laughs> titles that they haven't won since the seventies, you know, yeah. like they clearly can play in a day to day to day type of game. But anyway, um, we've seen the end result to this, to this regular season dominance and it hasn't worked out. And so that's going to make people nervous when they say, well, yeah, the wins are still being strung together, but the play isn't w- what I see as, as championship level or what's what, what they're going to need to do to make a Final Four. They can't play this sloppy. They can't have this many turnovers, legitimate or otherwise, or they can't go through. The classic thing is the shooting cold streak,
1: right? Yeah.
0: And so I think that's why, I mean, to play not just devil's advocate, but why all of us have some sort of concern following the virginia tech game where they went into a, a hostile environment against your rival who was missing their best player but a, a team that's shown they could still win games without robinson and they played sort of like crap <laughs> and for <laughs> some of it at least and won right they won i mean the yeah. they probably shouldn't have it's still going to be frustrating because we're like when is this other shoe going to drop because we've seen it drop every year so you can't tell me that's not going to right
1: my i guess my counter argument to that is like well we've tried the thing where we did the pristine winning right yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah, where yeah. did that get us so maybe we win a little ugly and figure out who we are right now well, and that yeah. changes how you play later because the other thing that i've seen is like we're, we're only looking at and this is exactly a side effect of that i think we're only looking at the, the halves or the play that's been bad right not too far removed from an outstanding comeback gritty roadway yeah, at unc yeah, yeah. and no yeah. one wants to talk about those things i do no one wants to talk you know, i mean like <laughs> in the twitter sphere right. i see people say like they can't close out notre dame like how do they expect to close out a, a good team i was like they just did i don't know why we're yep. ignoring this like it just happened, mm-hmm. so it, it's and I, again I understand the psyche of the Virginia fan right now. I you know like I'm I'm with everything that go, it's we're
0: all living it.
1: We're all living it. I understand that. Except
0: Paul, the Michigan fan, but yeah, he's you he know living balloon. his own thing,
1: what? trying <laughs> to get back to the Final Four. Um, so yeah, I've,
2: like, I've enjoyed plenty of success in march i don't know what you guys yeah. are complaining
1: about because i also oh, no saw trophies. like you know if they do this against so-and-so they wouldn't win a game against so-and-so i'm like i'm not yeah, big yeah. on i'm not big on like comparison performance because each gameplay would then take its own adjustments from the coach and if you're not getting one thing then you switch to something else like i just i don't buy into all that crap like you can't it i keep trying to tell myself this like just enjoy it and have fun this team is 11 and 2 they're a real likable, fun group of guys that <laughs> can score in a variety of
0: ways. As opposed to all those other UVA rosters over there. No. Just a bunch of assholes, <laughs> top to bottom. Same Malcolm are what a people. Jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's well known as being a real big <laughs> jerk. Um, well, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to say, I like, am I'm, I'm having a hard time remotely enjoying myself. Because all of it is like, if they win, great, we've done that. And look how it turned out. If mm-hmm. they don't play well, then everyone freaks out because it's the end of the world and if they don't play well right now then we'll certainly never make it to the final four and if they lose to the best team in the country twice then it's they can't win the big game so like it's just kind of it's it's tough and it's i feel bad even complaining when the fact that your team's like what 23 and 2 now 22 and two, 23 and 2 and whatever I can't yeah. even keep track of how many over twenty wins Virginia has. Like right.
0: but that's that's my point about the previous seasons is yeah. yeah, being twenty-three and two or whatever is awesome. Um, but we've been we've we've right. we've been given that a few times and and the end result has been terrible. Right. So that's what I'm saying.
1: So it's like we can't even enjoy this any anymore. Matter. Right. I know we yeah. can't even enjoy this anymore. What kind right. of bullshit is that? This team is good. It's they are fun. UMBC's
0: it's, fault. That's, I it's, mean,
1: <laughs> it's so much stuff that like is beyond our control and like deep yeah. in the recesses of our minds, and it sucks. All right. It like I want to have fun with this, and it's I'm having a hard time doing. Paul, that.
2: Paul how much fun are you having? <sighs> I think it's. I. It, I don't know. I because of the UMBC because I sort of came into the season with, um, not. Th- the end of the season and the tournament result is all that matters to me. Like I, there is some, at least some emotional investment in the ride, but Mm -hmm. because my focus has been on, can they get over the hump taking kind of a, a prove it, show me kind of attitude toward this year's team. Yeah. There's sort of a, this is all great. It is watching it with an eye toward what do I think this can tell me about how they'll play in March and hopefully April. Um, it's it is it is a very different experience the the amount of emotional investment in games is very like last year for the duke game down in cameron i was like i couldn't do anything else all day i was nervous (laughs) like didn't barely ate anything all day it was it was it was unhealthy let's just go ahead and put that that label on it this year it was like there are it, it feels a little bit more freeing certainly i've gotten worked up during games ask any of my neighbors um but it's, <laughs> there is there is a little bit of a, okay, like, we, we're going through the process that we've seen work before, we're going to go through the process we've seen work before in the ACC tournament, and then I'll start getting some of that nerve, some of that, you know, metallic taste in the back of my mouth. Starting. Nobody talked to me. The, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I need to go we, into a yeah. shell, and God forbid this goes the wrong way. Oh, um,
1: I, oh that. Ugh. I'm. Ugh. Thankfully,
2: I'm going to Vegas again. So why? You know, could go wrong? Exactly. It's worked so well so far. All right. Emily, oh. uh, where, where, I didn't buy tickets to the elite eight this time. <laughs> <laughs> <God
0: damn it. laughs> Stop jinxing. <laughs> I said I didn't. Oh no, I know. Um, Emily what do you, what do you see in this stretch uh, because we have not got you know you weren't on last week's so we can go back even more from that NC State or that Carolina like dip and then come back um the Duke loss are are there things that are concerning for you when looking at like where what is the ceiling for the team or where are the expectations for the postseason results for the team
3: I mean I think when you talk about like Everyone freaks out about, like, you know, we're not going to make it far in much madness because of shooting or because whatever it is. But I think the reality is it comes down to, like, inconsistency for me. Like, Mm -hmm. whether that's in how sloppy we are, how controlled we play, like, you know, Tony like is still dabbling with a lot of different lineups right now. Like, we're seeing a lot of different people go in. You know, we go from, like, eight man rotations in certain games to six to, like, still figuring it out. And I think... I don't know. I think that's just it. Is like I feel like people aren't haven't registered that this season is still a lot of figuring things out. Yeah. And like figuring out where our younger players fit. You know what I mean? It's like last year you didn't see Jay have playing. You didn't have. I mean, you did, but in like what your our first right. week game against like Austin P or whoever else it was. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like this year you're seeing new people come in, seeing new people get more minutes, and you have Braxton Key in the mix, and it's like. None of that is instant. And I feel like that's just the thing. Is like some of the inconsistencies that we're seeing, things we're talking about, like turnovers that we haven't seen before, you know, are a product of just changes to the team. And I feel like it's natural. So I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe that's why I'm not really on this, like, I don't want to talk about it, don't talk to me kind of thing yet. Because it's like you see this with every program as they adjust.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's such a good point. Like every single good team this year – has had games and multiple like Virginia is having right now.
3: Right. I mean, yeah. you even look so at a team like Duke as much, but like Duke is just not a, not a, I feel yeah. like Duke, we need to take Duke out of the equation. Yeah. Then you can play Virginia. Struggled. Yeah. Then everyone else.
1: I mean, they did struggle against Florida state and they needed the last second shot to win there. They had a bad first half against Georgia tech. Like, Obviously, the whole thing at Louisville—if Louisville had just done anything remotely basketball, would have been amazing. Yeah, like that would. (laughs) Yeah, if they didn't just stop and like throw up like on the court, then they would have won that
3: game. Um, Right, but but even look like like outside the ACC, you look at a team like Villanova that didn't actually like that was expected to be significantly better than they are now. But it's because again, they had changes to their team that are taking them longer, I think, than people expected to adapt to. I feel like that just goes yeah. the turf, but I feel like people are used to such kind of like a level of like excellence from Virginia in the ACC the last two seasons, especially that it's like yes. all of those things get forgotten. Yeah, and and you know, exactly. Like the play, the expectations have be become perfect. unrealistic. Yes. right. Right, and, it, and no I'm not saying like that. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying there are not things that concern me because there definitely are. We talked about turnovers. I mean, we I I mentioned inconsistency, whether that's offense or on defense, which we're also not used to seeing. Sure. Yeah. You know, all of those things play into it. So it's like, I don't know. Tennessee has now struggled in both
1: of their games against one twenty five Ken Palm Vanderbilt. I was
3: I don't really want to talk about Tennessee because Tennessee <laughs> made number one, and then not even their loss. I don't even think we can call it a loss to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, just a no show. They it, no-show was yeah. it was horrible.
3: it was horrible.
0: Our own Matt Ellis has been saying they're terrible all year long. So.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. I don't. And I'm not going to go that because I didn't. Con- I'm not either. Like, Kentucky is definitely Kentucky's on an upswing. Yeah, that has yeah. grown, and people—that's the other people say. People will say like, "Peak too soon." I'm like, "No, they did. It's fine. Everyone chill out." Just basically my new like mantras: like, it's fine. Everyone chill out. Michigan State <laughs> has dropped games. Um, I mean, look, North Carolina has. Michigan has. Yep. The only teams that haven't or had close, like close games. Look, I mean, UNC and Miami went to overtime. Like, you don't right. see anyone, like, freaking out about you know It's college
0: basketball. basketball. The teams are always going to have some level of inconsistency. Unfortunately, yeah. our favorite team has had that inconsistency kill their postseason dreams to an unusual amount. Exactly. Of, to the point with, that it's become
2: consistency. <laughs> exactly. It's
0: come full circle. <laughs> so that's the huge that, yeah. underlying issue. And, and
1: because it's the fact that the postseason stuff has become, like, after – almost perfection like surgical perfection in the regular season so virginia's just completely shot themselves in the foot with this whole thing last
0: year well it's no one no (laughs) one you know digs on the patriots for uh blowing their perfect season or you know uh, certain super bowls that they lost as much because they've also won a bunch you know exactly like so that's the only cure is to see actually Actually win it, uh, or at least get to the final four. Um, I mean, the Pats lost gonna... to the
3: Lions this year, guys. So <laughs> then they won the freaking Super Bowl. That is a
0: great point, Emily. That the Lions are really <laughs> the Super Bowl champion. Um, and thank you for for it's not making yeah. me bring that up. Uh, as you know, uh, he'll
1: pay. He'll pay you the I five have bucks. That he can, like, promise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: hey,
1: if you bring this up, I'll give
0: you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Okay, talk about I also. Right.
3: I also just want to point out people who say that, like, because we peaked too early, quote unquote, no one can see the air quotes that I'm using right now who's (laughs) listening to this podcast, but there are huge air quotes going on. Like, the thing about Tony Bennett teams is aside from one game last year, we still played well. You know, like, if you look at the season as a whole, and I think you could say the same thing for this year. So, I don't think you can say we peaked too early when we're still getting wins even yeah. if they're not mm-hmm. great wins. Like, we're still pulling it out in the end. Yes, we all want to see better play. Yes, we all want to see bigger mar- win margins. Like, no yeah. one wants to be winning by be right, three points. No one wants to be stressing the whole game. But at the end of the day, we're still getting it done.
0: Right. And Chris, I think they- you said
3: that earlier. Is like, we s- somehow are making it work. And yeah. I don't yeah. think that's going to – I mean, I don't think that's a great motto to live by. Like, just pull yeah. it out by, like, you know, just, just get, it, make, get it done. Like, no matter <laughs> right. what. But – I also think that's maybe a reason, like, not to be as concerned. Is like, look, it might not be pretty, but like, they're figuring out how to make it work. Well, and they're, Virginia they're, has a, a watch McCall on their back now. Um, bullseye. bullseye,
1: bullseye, bullseye on their back. Virginia, target, yeah, target, a bullseye. <laughs> when people want to come in, Virginia's yeah. like top five team. They've the, been in the, the, the top of five. <laughs> They've been in the top five all season quiver of
0: arrows. Just trying to help. Um, Paul, I'm going to turn to you for the optimism. Uh, let's all name things that we are uh, happy to have seen over the last, call it, couple weeks of games or just week of games. Some, some reasons for optimism towards the end of the regular season. You get to go first, Paul.
2: Braxton Key. um playing through the 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 guy that was playing playing through a really tough shooting stretch um but finding his role as a rebounder as an on-ball defender as a guy that could come in and give Dre a spell if he got tired or give Mamadi a spell when he got his 15th foul in the third minute um Either way, he's found he found a role while things were difficult for him on the offensive end when he couldn't make a layup to save his life for some <laughs> reason, um, and then you could you could almost see the weight come off of his shoulders when he hit that big three against.
0: I them. think it was the pointing to the correct, almighty. literally, literally <laughs> thanking God for double, a, a three it.
2: going in. Um, so you know we. we we know there's the kid that's got the talent to do it. Um, there's a reason he was a big recruit for Tony coming out of high school. Um, there's a reason he was the SEC freshman of the year. You know, this He's got the talent. He's got the game to do it. Mm-hmm. And if he emerges, it's it's almost as if a guy was coming back from injury or, you know, the, the pro analogy of, like, a, a big late-season pickup. Um, yeah. Yeah, he. It's almost – if Braxton Key, the player we all – Wanted to come to Virginia from Alabama, but com- if that player shows up over the last two weeks of the season and going into the postseason, this is a very, very different team. And he's starting to show signs that that might be the kid we see yeah. for the rest of the year. I mean, I didn't it's a rebound. I think we
3: have Ralph Sampson to thank for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Apparently, talk to him, talk to his nephew.
2: Uncle Ralph
0: gave him some yeah. tips.
1: I-, I didn't know he was such a good blocker. He's become like. A consistent mistake eraser on that end. Oh, I he's, feel like he's that feeling break. that
0: like Akil Darion type yeah. of, of role when and his before. Yeah.
1: his rebounding is like chef's kiss. I love it. Like he also gets that was there. something
3: we needed. Yes, one of my biggest frustration watch frustrations. Wow, I can't speak English tonight. <laughs> Watching Virginia last year was like you would watch an easy rebound on either end, just like no one tried for it. And I feel like that's kind of where he's come in. Like, this year we're making a... Okay, <laughs> it effort. It just wasn't a focus. Like, you know what I mean? It, like, didn't seem like something that Tony Bennett was that, like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: concerned about. And, like, he was more concerned about people getting back and, like, playing the pack line, I feel like, yeah. than, like, staying and fighting for, like, the rebound. But I feel like this year we've kind of made more of an effort, and I feel like he has been a huge part of that
1: like deandre inside the entire virginia tech team Well, i was <laughs> yes. going to say in the tech game that it's Incredible. funny
0: they they were giving up a lot of offensive rebounds to virginia tech but they're also collecting a lot of their own offensive rebounds yeah. which is a, a, a bit of an anomaly on both tech sides
1: was of using wow. the um the, the tried and true technique of missing the shots so badly that it bounced all the way back out to the uh beyond the people that were in person classic yeah.
0: technique. Yeah,
2: yeah classic and the, Car- the Carolina offense
0: <laughs> yeah. black share is very good. You know? yes. So there was some of that. I I don't know why we didn't just go at him offensively never, all I game it, long. I
1: think Tony too much of a gentleman. In
0: foul trouble He's literally their only
1: <laughs> Yeah Tony's like it would be so, quite rude if I mean I we haven't we
0: haven't <laughs> talked, you know, in great Purpose detail curious. about that Virginia Tech game. Um so we'll do that now because I want to. Um <laughs> you saw and the it's way my show. that's, it's that's my what happens podcast. When you run the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you saw Virginia struggle um somewhat uh, in the first half, and then you saw them switch to a bigger lineup uh appeasing a lot of eva twitter but i think uh, all, all key high uh sanctimonious insulting uh, aside oh, or legitimate criticisms aside uh i think that the real uh, the, the beauty of the second half for eva was playing to their strengths more and 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 adjusting and i think what we've seen in some of these losses is uh, you know, call it the Notre Dame close game and Virginia Tech close game. I know I just said losses, then they were wins.
2: <laughs> <But>
0: <laughs> they're basically he's, losses. If the good coaches are finding new ways to attack Bennett's thing, you know, yeah. and, and he's not going to really you know, on on defense, you know what you're gonna get against UVA. You know how they're gonna come out and play defense and there's are not gonna be a lot of wrinkles to it um, because it works. And seeing Tony adjust on the offensive end against tech by playing to the larger lineup, by playing key Hunter and Momadi at the lineup. same time. I mean and seeing <laughs> it work well enough to to get a victory at least. Oh, it was nice to see, and so that's. What I'm going to go ahead and jump in and say that's my reason for optimism is that you have seen definitive adjustments and seen um, them play out in a lot of these tough, tough games. So, it, it to me, I think like you were saying, Emily earlier, they're trying to adjust, they're trying to grow, you know, into the new things, the new challenges that they're they're working through that's a season-long process you know that's not just an out-of-conference process that's not just a first few games process no, and exactly. it's something as they see new things like the the offense that tech was running uh was brilliant uh to try and a- attack the um pack line and so they had to adjust sort of defensively to face it and and get uh lucky with the fact that tech couldn't throw it in the ocean <laughs> from from outside was was very helpful as well
1: So I think – and one of the things to exactly agree with that, the thing that goes along with it for me too, is the wrinkles on offense. We've talked about this endlessly, about how we wanted to see a little bit more offensively, right, how we wanted to see these changes. And I think it's really exciting to see some of the continuous, you know, ball screen action, the, like, middle third. You're still getting some blocker mover, which they actually went back to a lot in the second half against Tech to get rid of some of those – I think as maybe an idea, getting rid of some of those turnovers. Um, but it's nice to see that stuff. Like, it's just like what Kyle did at the, end of the UNC game by, like, they changed up the elevator screen look, and you're getting more of that. But I think one of the things that's made me less concerned and that I think people should talk more
3: about is what Kyle Guy has done lately. <laughs> like That was going to be or- when you initially asked about, like, everyone's reason for optimism the last couple yeah. of years. Kyle Guy is my reason for optimism. 20- Three
1: straight games with over twenty points. I and think she
0: just stole your answer. So. No, we can share. No, we can. will
3: share it.
1: Dimes, you got it. <laughs> Lord, Why are we not ta- like?
0: Cause no, yeah. Like, I mean,
1: there's a weird dynamic with Kyle. I think among just college basketball, like media and fans, because last year people didn't want to do the research enough to realize that Devin Hall was probably actually the best player on the team, or like the guy that should have been on some list. Like DeAndre was obviously very good and very talented, like the most talented. Kyle was like made a bunch of shots, tr- like t- but
0: don't say it.
3: I feel like Devin did the he
1: most did overall. The <laughs> Devin was a, <laughs> like if you want to put someone on like the like the all ACC. I thought
0: right Isaiah now. was the glue guy. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, maybe he, Dev Devin's not like flashy enough to be the X factor though. Anyway, <laughs> <Stop>. um, <laughs> yeah, but but it. Kyle <laughs> being the face of the like he was the face. It was the oh Virginia's really good, so we have to put someone on the team. Oh, I know that guy because he stands yeah. out his name's guy. Right. Um
2: Hard this dog.
1: year he was getting some <laughs> flack for being on these lists and people still saying he doesn't deserve it. And I'm kinda like, this kid is playing really well. Like I I it's the who I don't you know, is Dre the best player? Yes. Is Ty the most important? I would say yes. Is you know, so there's still that debate going on. But yeah. what Kyle has been doing because he's not only been shooting well, but what he's done in the offseason to improve his rebounding, to improve like his technique and variance on offense. And then he freaking tip like, follow, put back. Should have gotten it.
2: a technical. That, w- that was my favorite <laughs> moment of the game. Is, oh, my God, Kyle Guy just dunked so much, he should have gotten teed up.
1: Yeah, and I'll say he was probably just want to make sure that that lovely technique right. was, just was out of safety. the way. Just yes, for it was. Purely for safety, safety first. You guys. What he screamed when he pulled himself up was, I hope you're okay.
3: Are you out of the way? Um, before he fell, but oh my gosh. Like, Are you out of the way? <laughs> I think Zion Williamson asks people that <laughs> yeah. when he's about to come <laughs> crashing down. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, sir. Are you out of the way? But I just, I can't, I can close my eyes
1: and I can see him do it. And I saw, I was cheating on, on game tracker, whatever their stats thing is. And I saw that it said Kyle guy, offensive rebound, Kyle guy dunk. And I was like, I'm sorry. What?
2: No, uh, it must be broken. Can't how be broken. is this going
1: I was like, <laughs> how is this going to play out? Because I have no idea what situation and then it happened and I screamed.
3: It's like I mean, um, at least you made it. Oh.
0: <laughs> that mommy <mama> is <laughs> stunk at the end. I almost oh, felt you're laughing.
3: <laughs> was, wait, we were, like you can't even be mad about it because it's no, so yeah. laughable.
0: I'm so happy Tony clearly wasn't mad about it. At and the end, not that we see down. Tony at mad a lot, but
1: he slowed down to like try and make sure yeah, that he time it right. He out. overthought no.
0: it. I don't no. know. I'm just, it's it's even more evidence that the team gets tight <laughs> <laughs> and overthinks.
1: Yeah, exactly. People. They can't do things <laughs> in the big <laughs> bullet.
0: Uh, can Kyle, you imagine if the game had been like tied or something? And
2: like, then he uh, missed that. Like, like oh and missed the dunk so bad it offensive rebounded back right. to half court. And <laughs> oh live God. ball turnover. <laughs>
0: That's oh that's next level for pain as a Virginia basketball. <sighs> we'll get yeah, there. I think
3: your are comment about Tony not getting mad that often though also brings something up. Tony's been a little feisty lately and I'm kind <laughs> of about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm tired like I love I love and respect Tony Bennett for like never like really losing his crap on the sideline. But like You
0: can cuss on here, it's fine.
3: Can I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. we put parental. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'm glad that he doesn't lose his shit very often. But sometimes he needs to lose his shit and he doesn't. And I feel like the first season you're seeing him actually be like, give it to someone when they deserve it. Yeah, yeah he he was he was talking to young
1: Kihei going into halftime break um, twice
2: twice there was yeah. there was the when he got blocked with block, that yeah. slow scoop mm-hmm. lay, like just exposed the ball for the entire drive yeah. layup the like the I think Tony came out pretty much to half court to yeah. meet him coming back and then going back into into halftime the <laughs> I actually I had a Not friend happy. text me it was like I've never seen Tony like run onto the court like that and I thought he was like going after the refs or something so i rewound it to see it like oh no he's oh oh yeah he was not happy i um, think
0: he was keeping him in the first half because he was struggling and trying to get him to play out of it, play was through it. yeah dad and i were texting about it. i mean that's it's, it's a, a normal coaching thing right like you know don't don't have the short lease. try and try and get him to, to work through it and i think by halftime then they were like okay <laughs> it's just he just doesn't have it this game
1: um so in that same vein while we're here um, There's been some debates, whether it's comments or in real life or Twitter or whatever, about the Kihei versus J. Huff, Leash, short leash. And here's the thing, y'all. You know, I love J. Huff. I do want him to play more. They Three don't play the same. They don't play the same position. Yeah. The yeah. thing yeah. is, I don't think it's fair to put them on the same page. Not at all. Context. It, it, because well, here's
0: the thing they can't actually fit on the same <laughs> Yeah, <they literally> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> like
1: you have to back up so far away <laughs> to take a picture of them together that it's so you have to you know, there's so much more front court depth that if you want yeah. to see jay's minutes increase you have to come tell me like if you say these things on twitter and comments you have to then also include which of hunter out. key yeah. diakite you want to have fewer minutes because salt oh, <laughs> <he always laughs> is getting about minutes. i
0: thought you were gonna say because salt's staying in he's, <laughs> getting, he's already his yeah. minutes have already decreased oh yeah he's yeah, only yeah.
1: getting yeah. about 13 minutes well, it's just a, a it's game. a natural that's rotation perfect. yeah and yeah, yeah. that's exactly where it's 13 to 15 to 18 depending on who the matchups are is well, what salt should be, be a well, if they're playing like a like an Ethan Happ type person, again, or like, trouble, yeah, yeah, or foul trouble or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if Luke you, May. <laughs> yeah, or Luke May. Like, that's a good – And he actually, like, did pretty well against Blackshear. Blackshear pulls him out way further than, yeah, he, than yeah. he's comfortable yep. being. But relatively speaking, his defense was strong against Blackshear out to the arc. So, anyway, it's a science. Yeah. Of- okay. If you want Huff to play more minutes, you have to tell me which of those three players you want to see fewer minutes because it's not coming out of key haze. Because Kihei has two functions, right? Kihei comes in to give Ty and Kyle rest, which is important. Right. And the other thing that they do is keep Kihei in there to run Ty and Kyle off screens, specifically in the continuous blocker mover or continuous um, ball screen. I combine the two. Continuous ball screen offense, right? So if you want to see them do that, that's also when you'll frequently see Kihei in with Jack because Jack is, I don't know if you've heard, the best screener on the team. But when the, those t- play together, which is actually Kihei and Jack in the last five games, which actually skewed because of the Miami game, which Kihei played most of it, that lineup is only used for about six minutes per game. So it's not as dramatic as it seems, y'all. And it is there is a reason that he's in there. Like, you can't just be like, oh, you can't play. And at this point, I think as much as I want everyone to succeed, obviously – if Marco's not coming in in these moments, then that means Coach Bennett's seeing something that
3: we don't see in practice that is saying that this is who's playing. Okay, so in that vein, this is unrelated to the current state of Virginia basketball, so to speak. <laughs> but still related. <laughs> Just stay with Is this about Game
0: of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, yeah.
3: This week on The no. Bachelor. <laughs> I mean, we might need to start nope, our own I'm Bachelor not. podcast separately. But... Um, well, Hannah we, B really I'll, grew
0: on me. I would say, no. God, I
2: hate people so much.
3: <laughs> um, when we're looking forward to next year, I am not that up on like all of the commitments that we have right now. Are we bringing in more backcourt depth? Casey.
0: Yes, Casey. The Casey best. is the best. Okay. Well, the best. Like, I mean, so, best okay. But
3: also, are we bringing in regarded. sufficient backcourt depth if we end up losing Kyle and Ty?
0: No, right now it's just a guard and a big guy um, Which, I mean, it sort of leads into Where's Marco?
3: Yeah, uh, right, okay is, But at yeah. the end of last Marco season At the end of last season I feel like Marco showed like Kind of like glimmers of hope That everyone was like excited about And then I feel like yeah. we just didn't see any of him this year So I don't really, obviously like Darn said like There's something that Tony's seeing that we're not seeing right. But I feel like this is a little bit concerning if, I think it's like, this- I agree he's
1: also uh from when he came in he's the only real big minutes he had in early gameplay was against maryland and he actually put out some really good minutes when virginia was struggling defensively he came in as a defensive substitution so i think what people are looking for if they're looking for offensive answers is still not going to be the case with marco right now
3: Right, but that's, so, this is what I'm saying is concerning, though, is, like, if we right. lose both Kyle and Ty next year, and right now we're already having concerns about the people who are coming in to substitute them, I'm like...
1: There'd have to be some transfer situations, and... yeah, because right, they'd, they'd have
0: that's to, true. They, not they, idea. Yeah. If they, they
1: lose all of... So, say, worst-case scenario, right, is Dre, Ty, and Kyle
0: all leave for... I guess. It's going to be a worse team next year. Than
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably. Let yeah. Jay run the point. If yeah. there's
1: a transfer
0: by Biggs,
1: then that's <laughs> also not great, right? But you do have Cody Statman who can play Wing. Yeah. Uh, K- Casey Kihei would see a lot more time, which I'm sure everyone was so excited about. Pumped. But you're right, they'd have to get a grad transfer or a late recruit ad well that's what there, i mean that's there, there what I was is thinking.
0: another 19 guard that they're still recruiting his name is Casey right now but it's not impossible um that they could bring someone else in. but i think it's almost certain they're going to bring in a grad transfer yeah, guard. yeah. yeah.
3: i mean because that's what i was thinking of like when we were having this whole conversation about like Kiki coming in and like other people shifting around and like how many minutes we think like the different guards should be getting and whatnot yeah. My thought was, like, okay, what happens when he is the primary option? We, we I think he will continue out. to get better. I'm not he's saying he won't. I mean, he's yeah. still young.
1: Obviously, there's still a lot to learn. But, like – There's a little freshman freshman wall happening right now, I think,
3: where he's trying to do a little bit too much.
2: And, but and the there also that,
3: are some things that are not going to change, i.e. his height. He's going to be – you know what I mean? i like, <laughs> as much as he can improve, he's still – did anyone see Gattaca? Tiny. The end of that
1: guy's legs. Um, he will get stronger. I have faith in Mike gun. Curtis. Uh, I don't know if Mike Curtis can make Mike people Mike Curtis taller. can work <laughs> magic. I don't know if he can make people taller, but if, there anyone, if there's anyone that could make people taller, I would think it was Mike Curtis. Um, the the one other thing with Kihei that has exacerbated the whole situation, and, and I know everyone thinks that I'm like, oh, he's the best. I don't think he's the best player. He's, I want him to succeed. He has his limitations.
0: It's he, just that he's, a <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy.
1: He's a good guy. This is my good guy of the week, and so it's like he—he <laughs> um, he, he actually wasn't terrible shooting going into the last two games, right? He was shooting like forty-five percent from three in conference play. So some good,
0: good shooting displays, and then some struggles throughout. Right. But yeah, and, recently, yeah.
1: But the one thing that we don't want him to do, folks, is stop taking those open threes. That's when things yeah. go badly. Yeah. That's when people actually start – like slu- No one's slouching off of him right now. Well, it's that's like what we're talking with key the ball movement. Like, right. Same thing with key. You got you have to
0: shoot through that. That fourth option needs to convert every game. Even, even if it's not the same person, yeah. right, which is you know something we've said a bunch and and like Paul was saying, if key can consistently be that fourth scoring option, that's huge, you know you can depend yeah. on it, but you can't have the black hole offense known to be a black hole, or it's else the bad. the parts that's bad. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying you, <laughs> it, it needs, you he needs to keep shooting and and hopefully making because you can't have the team literally good. all right, there are only three guys we need to guard, or four guys, or three and a half guys that we need to guard. All right, here with that one. So. Mm.
3: Who would you guys say is our fourth person right now? Like, you take Storing away... or Diakite? Most important. Oh,
1: most,
0: most important?
3: important? Like, who do you think? You take away Kyle, I might Tye still stick with Diakite. Tye.
0: Yeah, Mamadi or Key. Yeah. yeah.
3: Interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, too, because I was like, I don't feel like we have a carved out, like, fourth man like we have our three who like you need Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and then i feel like from there it's kind of just like i say diakite because
1: the big man production is something that is helpful (laughs) so whether that's like and as much as people say like oh jay not getting you playing time he has been trusted in late game situations recently and he has can do some of that stuff um i think he's also shown defensively why he's not in there more often um, but yeah, I think Diakite, Diakite and Key can swap it off as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned. If one of the big three decides to like foul too much in the first half, okay. and I will say, Tony, <laughs> I love you, but man, the two fouls
0: thing—he's very conservative it. about that.
1: DeAndre did not get called there's, for one more foul in that game. A
0: very, uh, <laughs> I think, accurate and also well referenced. Thing on the Twitters after that game was that yeah, on Andre only averages two fouls a game.
1: Yeah, it's like two point so six. If he picks 6, up like two,
0: that. you can probably trust him not to get that third foul. In that that first. I hour. don't know.
1: Tony's probably having flashbacks to NC State, where my man could not stop fouling people, <laughs> 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 including
0: game, right?
3: including. Yeah, exactly. Tony's just gonna nip it in the bud before it gets anywhere. Tony's like, "Yep, nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we're not doing that again." <laughs>
2: so uh, it's
1: it,
3: fine and i will say this hey folks we
1: agree that it's okay to not 100 percent agree with tony bennett on everything
3: <laughs> like yeah. he's
1: not infallible it's hard, it's hard to question <laughs> to but and then How i've seen they, that what we, we like... do
0: is complain about
1: i know i'm uh... <laughs> so just like if we defer to him when it comes to kihei or marco that doesn't mean that we think he's like infallible right. i'm just saying like you see something that i don't
0: see and... all right we gotta talk about Lulu. because this is our, rival. our, our, our cross <laughs> Division rival.
3: Where did that come from?
0: Uh, Maryland left, so they just uh, replaced. it
3: was like, oh, that's us.
1: So, way
0: back when Maryland was in the ACC, they were a big rival for us. Right now, (laughs) 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 let me old-splain you something.
1: Have a seat, young lady. <laughs> Let me tell you about the ACC. How take in my, my
0: metamucil and to yeah. Maryland. Um,
1: <laughs> right. how, how long that's going to take? I do need
0: heartburn medicine to talk about. <laughs> it little, yeah. I hate. Maryland. okay anyway uh so they play at Louisville a team that's shown obviously strong flashes of of talent and ability in the ACC i'm nervous about this i mean so road game oh, for sure. where they yeah. um very much want an, uh, to answer last year's uh, trip uh, for the who's yep. to
1: how did, how did that end y'all i don't um, remember
0: very amusingly so <laughs> so uh, that
3: last that last second was a lot, guys. I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. should laugh at it, but it's still so
1: amazing. How could you not laugh at it? It's it was crazy. so amazing.
0: It was absolutely crazy. So go look that up if you happen to be listening and don't remember last year's Louisville game. But uh, I mean, this team is is decent, and this is their uh, second to last road game, uh, their penultimate regular season road game here. They've still got a trip to the Carrier Dome later wow. before hosting louisville shout out to notre dame for playing so much zone for us to get I know. To practice um maybe uh, not to the extent that they're gonna see it in syracuse but anyway how do you see this shaking out i mean am i uh, warranted in my hesitation to predict a win i i think this could be a pretty easy loss uh to predict but You wouldn't be smart in betting on UVA to lose to teams this year, so maybe I'm wrong.
3: I think Lovell has done a weird thing in that they've taken a lot of, like, relatively random players and made (laughs) it work well.
0: Yeah. Oh, a new coach. Yeah, I mean, right, like,
3: like you know what I mean. It was like Louisville was such an unknown coming into the season, and like no one really knew who their go-to guys were going to be. No one knew how Mac was going to. I mean, people could guess what Mac was going to do, but like when you don't really know what talent they had there, it's mm-hmm. like I feel like they kind of like surprised everyone, and I would not be surprised if they surprise us.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Paul, how right. concerned are you?
2: Eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. I mean, they're. They're playing a pack line defense. Like they it's are. it's the one thing we know how, Virginia knows how to play against. It's probably the thing they run better. Um, so I, <laughs>
0: you know, I, this
2: it's one of those like I'm just sort of going through the matchups, looking at things like, you know, their their best he's, player is Jordan Wara. He's, he sucks. <laughs> he's going, he sucks. Like he sucks. sucks. <laughs> scrub. Scrub. No. Uh, but like Jordan Wara, it's probably their best player, but he is a long strong wing like wing slash forward and we've got yeah. plenty of guys that can def- defend that Their next okay. two, you know most significant usage guys are both bigs okay it's you know um well 610 260 steve Enoch um and malik williams 611 245 both mm. big you know guys that jack may end up playing a fairly significant defensive role on caroline's doing her happy dance. <laughs> literally dancing right now um, <laughs> And then after I that it's, it's, it's kind of a you know a quintet of of interchangeable guards that uh, none of whom particularly terrify me I mean they're not a they're not a great three point shooting team Enoch is shooting a, I'm I'm certain I'm botching his name I don't really care um, I like Stevie Nicks I thought you had it the first yeah time. there you <laughs> go uh, old Fleetwood Mac there <laughs> shooting uh, you know, he's shooting 46% from three but he's only taken 26 on the year. Um, so okay he puts up a shot over Jack and flip a coin whether it goes in you know it's I, I just I look at the team and I go congratulations you have vastly overplayed anybody's expectations of you but you run the system that we run better than you do. All of your best players match up really well with our best player. Match up all of your best offensive players match up really well with our defensive pieces. Yeah. Um and th- I mean they've had just a, a a brutal stretch of um you know going to overtime with Florida State, that game against Duke mm-hmm. and then a one point home win um against Clemson and then they're playing Syracuse tonight. Um that no guarantees you know in the dome. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, you know, it could be this, it's just, we've seen plenty of teams. Virginia has been one of those teams before that started out super hot in the ACC schedule. You know, it was kind of earlier, early 2010s, uh, Tony Bennett teams that would know, start out hot in the ACC and then hit a wall. Um, and I, I can kind of see Louisville getting to that point. Um, that said, you know, I, the internet likes making me stupid, so we'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably lose by 20, but uh, no i am not coming into it worried about the game all right
1: i look at it as like a i'm not super worried because in the grand scheme of things it doesn't people don't want i don't want the sun will
2: still rise it
1: doesn't really matter right so like a late sports are fleeting game.
2: distractions <laughs>
1: yeah exactly <for> the, the, <laughs> the, dar- <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors <laughs> <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors um They've had a stretch that even to go back further than the overtime game. So they have played North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Duke, Clemson, Syracuse, and Virginia. That's tough.
3: Yeah, that
2: sucks. and
1: during that stretch, they have blown a horrible like they I, people aren't talking about this enough. They blew the end of the game against Florida State too. Mm-hmm. Like they should have won it in regulation, and then they do whatever they did against Duke. And then they tried to do it again against Clemson. <laughs> I don't know if i all watched the end of that. They were up by seven with, like, 30 seconds left. Like, I don't know what is happening. Yeah, they won by one. Yeah, they won by – like, Clemson had a shot to win it that got blocked, and then the second one went off the rim. Like, I don't know what's – going. my biggest concern with Louisville for their performance is their psyche right now. Like, where <laughs> they are mentally. Because, like, that's tough. That's tough. And so – I agree with Paul, like their strengths match up well with our defensive strengths. Uh, Bad news for the folks that want to see less Kihei. You're going to see a little bit of him (laughs) with Ryan McMahon, who's six foot, Kristen Cunningham, six, two. So you could see him in there. Darius Perry also six, two. So they have a trifecta of guys that Kihei could reasonably guard. Um, (laughs) So sorry folks, but just prepare yourselves now. Um, But yeah, I don't, I could see this one being a game that plays out actually a lot like the last couple for Virginia, unfortunately.
3: Like, closer than people want it to be. Okay, that's kind of where I am, but I'm also thinking, like, Lovos coming off all of these, like, blown leads. Like, this would be the statement win. Yeah, they could That they want. Yeah. Like, they, that's why I'm saying, like, I think they could surprise us in the sense that, like, for sure they have come really close. They have blown some games in the end, come close to blowing games where, like, this could be the one where they're just like, you know what, screw it. Like, we're not, <laughs> not doing this shit again. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> So I'm I feel sure bad for any Louisville fans are probably predicting another buzzer beater loss. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: like, I I legitimately to pile on. I and people say like, don't feel bad for Louisville, whatever. I legitimately feel bad for any season ticket holder that was at both the Virginia game last year and the Duke game this year. Like I would I laugh maybe, if
2: there's somebody that's the only two Louisville games oh, they've been no, to the last two years. Is. Like Louisville will probably bar that person yeah. from the stadium. I don't know. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, stay tuned to the blog for uh, some more predictions of buzzer beaters (laughs) or, or Caroline feeling bad for other teams fans, or I don't know. That'd be an interesting article. (laughs) Who do I pity the most? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's not Duke.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's not you Georgia tech either. Um, uh, We'll be back uh, to review that. And then depending on next week, um, and the scheduling uh, it is actually Georgia Tech uh, coming up for the Who, I believe, after this Louisville stretch. So uh, we'll see what uh, Coach uh, Pastor has in store uh, for the, the the new tweaks to attacking the, the pack line that we've been seeing in the ACC play. That's another thing about Louisville is that this coach hasn't faced, you know, like he's not going to come in with some buzz williams like all right and now for my 20th time i'm going <laughs> yeah. to write this you know I, I don't know that that's a huge deal but it, it certainly would play a role anyway for everybody else at the blog i'm pierce thanks for listening go who's